This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money on a Friday. I'm Patrick Maher live from Los Angeles. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, Las Vegas at the South Point. And as we welcome you in, the objective today, you're going to know what you need to know about the SEC. Then you go deeper with the college football guide that we dropped yesterday, which is doing awesome. Make sure you go check it out. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You'll also have a good feel for the Big 12, whatever that means. As we <laughs> welcome you in, boys, and I'll bring the three, three of us up here. I said what the Big 12 means. First off, the Big 12 has 14 teams. And secondly, right now, what's happening with the NCAA and these college presidents and boosters and goofy power brokers across the landscape of college football, they're playing a merciless game of Jenga because you know that game where you play it and you pull the one block out and you hope it doesn't teeter totter and you hope it doesn't fall over. Then somebody pulls another one out. And once they do, it completely crashes to the ground. Well, that right now is college football. That's realignment. That's what's happening. If you're just joining us and you don't know what's up, uh, it appears Arizona could be headed to the big 12. It appears Oregon and Washington, them all could be headed to headed to the big 10. So you're going to have teams. The big 10 of course is a Midwestern product, but you've got Rutgers. You go East, you got Atlantic, you go Maryland, and now you go all the way West to teams and states that are touching the Pacific in Washington and Oregon and UCLA and USC. It is a wild time in college football right now. Hi, boys. What's going on? How much you think they're going to change the name to the Lewis and Clark expedition? I mean, these guys are going as far west as possible at this point in time. It's ridiculous. I mean, you got the Oregon Trail in there now. I mean, I get you get the Seattle market. It's a good academic school. You've got the, the Huskies. I, I know I've been down for a little while when Ty Willingham took over. Uh, but this program is back on the rise. You look at Oregon. They've been a consistent, proven commodity for about the last decade and a half. Uh, of course, USC, UCLA in there. 
And then you mentioned it going east to Rutgers and Maryland as well. So it'll be interesting, and I don't think all this is done. I really feel bad for people that are supporters of Washington State, Oregon State, two schools to me, that when all the musical chairs stop are going to be left without chairs. Yeah, you mentioned your friend yesterday, and big guy, I want to get your take on this as a college football fanatic. College realignment has killed, you know, Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Pitt, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Wazoo. I mean, it continues to wipe out the rivalries. I, I guess you could schedule them non-conference, which is weird, but yeah. this is a great, who? that's a great map. Good job downstairs, whoever pulled Amazing. that one up. Big guy, as we get your take on the drama and consternation that is realignment. Those watching on TV, vcin.com, of course, YouTube TV and all over the place can take a look at the new Big Ten, which is just hilarious when you look at it, just kind of spaced out. Lewis and Clark is a good example across the country. Big guy thoughts. It's just not fun anymore. Like, the first time we heard of this was, what, 2011, Texas and Oklahoma were going to go to the Pac-12? Like, it also makes me wonder what would have happened in that scenario had that went down with right, those remember, two going yep. there and how how different the college landscape could be. But when, when I think about it, it's just this is all a reaction to the new college football playoff format that's coming down the road here with more teams getting in. Like, it feels like once we change that scenario, then there's a reaction among these leagues to add, subtract, to move. And unfortunately, the Pac-12 is going to have to die. It, it's already dead. Well, but the, the irony is it, apropos of nothing. But we started off our Pac-12 conversation a couple of days ago with the Pac-12 is back. <laughs> nah, it's gone, right? Yeah, Think about that, Amal. Well, I mean, this is right now. It's a deep league. It's been a joke of a league for a long time, for years and years now. And like you guys both just said, it's gone. It is. And I thought Dustin brought up a good point with the large, uh, how big the leagues are becoming simply because you're going to wind up with what appears to be three leagues, the SEC, the Big Ten, and the Big 12. And from a television standpoint, the money that was going to the ACC and the Pac-12 will eventually get swallowed into the uh, Big Ten and the SEC and the Big 12. The one advantage I think the Big Ten's going to have, though, over these other markets is you look at the market size. You've got Seattle. You've got Los Angeles. You've got Chicago. Um, throw in New York for Rutgers. I don't think there's five people across the uh, Hudson that are actually watching Rutgers play. Even I mean, to me, right now, the money is all that it comes down to. It's like that in everything, though. And the SEC, they don't have that bigger fit footprint, but the success of the league has helped them a lot. Okay, if the three of us did an IQ test, my assumption is the two of you would come out on top over me. So let me ask you a question from an unintelligent perspective. I understand the Pac-12 is about to go bye-bye. Yep. Is that because, boys, for years they couldn't land a TV deal? They couldn't get anything accomplished? They tried to go alternative with how they handled their TV situation? Is that the reason? Like, first off, why don't you just both tell me the reason for all this madness right now? I understand money is the answer, but can we go a layer deeper? So I'm going to tell you the behind-the-scenes story on this thing. Limo Larry, the former commissioner of the Pac-12, is the reason why they are not Larry on direct Scott. TV. 100%. No, no, I'm, not I'm telling you from a former AD that this is why they're not on the on direct TV. This was a huge killer for them. It was pennies on the dollar that was the differential between uh, direct TV and the Pac-12, and that was one of the things that killed the network. Think about this, Patrick. You know this. You live out in the West Coast, but you're from Michigan, myself from Ohio. You can watch the University of Michigan. You can watch Ohio State. All these teams play on the Big Ten network, whether you live in the state of Correct. Washington, state of California, Hawaii, wherever you may be. SEC network, same thing. The ACC came to the party a little bit later on. The Pac-12 had a great opportunity you've got some 
academic and athletic absolute institutions. When you look at Stanford, USC, UCLA, throw in Cal Berkeley and some of the smaller sports, these are prominent or, uh, uh, institutions across the American landscape, and they missed out on a great opportunity. You've got big money donors. Patrick, you know this living, living in Los Angeles. The largest employer in the city of Los Angeles is the University of Southern California. And Correct. make no mistake about it, USC runs L.A. The big money donors are at SC. We know the money that Stanford has. So when you think about what they could have been and what they should have done, Larry Scott, this should all fall at his feet. Yeah, and, and Patrick, the, uh, the, the new deal from what I've read, I haven't read a ton on it, but the little stuff nuggets I've seen is, they were going to have to go to a full streaming deal. They weren't getting a TV cut is what it looked like. There was going to be Apple TV was in the mix. That's an issue. But Amal brings up a really great point. And he said, I'm sorry, could you repeat what you said? Amal brings up a really great point. A lot of, we, a lot of ass kissing going we, on early in we, the show. We, <laughs> we're looking at this from the football perspective. There are a lot of other sports that are going to be absolutely brutalized yep. by the travel that's about to be put forth in front of them from a financial aspect, from an exhaustion aspect. Like there are going to be a lot of issues down the road for other sports than football. Yet the only reason these decisions are being made is because of football. You're right. But here's the thing I, I would push back with the amount of money that's going to come in now is going to offset and cover the cost of flying from Los Angeles to state college or some of these other places. By the way, they should just kick Penn State out of the Big Ten because state college is the most difficult university to get to in America that's not Washington State. It's pretty bad. Uh, Patrick, so here would be my question. What happens to the ACC, guys? Well, but first, before you get to that, I'm all mentioned I was born in Michigan, born in Detroit, now live in Los Angeles. I'm the type of guy, and there's one thing about me, I've always been Big Ten through and through. Same. Big Ten country in Michigan, Big Ten country in Los Angeles and California. You know that about me, big guy. You've always known that about me. It's been since day one. Now, what's your dumb question about the ACC? <laughs> well, well, the ACC's got to get poached next, right? All these other leagues are getting bigger. The ACC's... Well, Florida no one... State's bailing. Look, somebody explain to me while you're... I sorry to interrupt you, but Florida State's trying to get out of the ACC, and they're grabbing... What are they going to get Saudi money to do it? Like, what's happening with that? <laughs> Qatar Airways? <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. Everything's for sale. It doesn't really matter in this day and age. I don't, I don't think they've got the direct flight right now from Riyadh to Tallahassee, but it could be something that's implemented in the future. <laughs> I think they offered Mbappe to play wide receiver. <laughs> like, I just can't. <laughs> it's kind of a soccer, kind of a crossover joke. You'll get it, kids. It's a Friday. Oh. I don't get it. Again, I use Jenga. We can use another analogy. <laughs> Technology, dominoes, but it is really, it's one of those things where, you know, USC, UCLA, UCLA bailing, and then what was it, Amal, Texas and Oklahoma yeah. headed to the SEC. Like, we knew that was just the beginning of the end. You're absolutely right, and Patrick brings up a great question, which is with the ACC. Look, Florida State and Clemson, I think... Don't, everybody has always looked at those two schools as SEC schools. Academically, they're SEC schools. To me, Virginia to the Big Ten, right. Pittsburgh to the Big Ten makes perfect sense. University of Miami could wind up in the Big Ten because of the academics. I think you could see an interesting kind of caveat in terms of the way this thing breaks out with some of these schools going to the SEC, some going to the Big Ten. I, I don't see too many going to the Big 12 from the ACC. It could happen, but I could be wrong. Could this impact the new college football playoff and the rules that they already agreed upon a year ago, which includes like a certain number of Power 5 teams and at-large bids and Group of 5 teams? Because guess what? There's no more Power 5 and Group of 5 after this goes down. You're right about that, and probably there probably is a scenario. You know, they can still take one of the teams. What do you got, 12 in the playoff? Yeah. 
They'll, they'll be fine. Dude. No, but the, but the, you, the details. The details are going to have to be reworked now, and it takes them forever to agree to details. These guys stink at that. My favorite part of this conversation is college football coaches were worried about NILs in the transfer portal. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ruining college football? We woke up today, and the whole entire landscape of college football has been bulldozed. It really, if this all comes to fruition, and I have no reason to believe it won't, because it's when people start to get desperate, they then start to grasp. And now that everybody's bailing, it's almost like those that were steadfast and prideful because of some allegiance, now they're going to be starting I, to take the money as well. And I made a joke about the Saudis, but wait for it. Wait for it. I'm calling it right now. The Big Ten's going to wind up with 24 teams. That sounds absurd. Carolina, Virginia, Pittsburgh, all these teams qualify academically. You wind up with 24 teams. You wind up with, say, four divisions of six each. And then instead of having a conference champion, you play a four-team kind of pseudo playoff in your in there, and that's how you get to the championship. And then you wind up with two additional games. It only means more revenue for them. This is going to be a huge money grant. The SEC and the, <laughs> and the Big Ten are going to absolutely clean up. Just a clean, efficient 2014 conference. <laughs> I think the big guy, I'm all in a, I, don't, I don't know about them all, but I think the big guy's smiling through tears. Like, he loves college football so much. I think today matters to you, big guy. I'm not happy. Like, I genuinely, like, am upset by what's going on. I couldn't care. Okay, let's we'll just get, put the spread up and let's go. News will break as we continue sharp money. Stick around. We called it yesterday. The Jets in the under. Huh? There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful Beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Oh. 
All right, Power Ratings picks, previews, predictions, pro, as in become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. And what are you going to get? You're going to get all access and a pass to our betting tools, betting splits, and the 2023 College Football Betting Guide, both the College Football Betting Guide. And don't forget, don't sleep. Our NFL Betting Guide will have you ready to turn a profit this year. The only way to get the guides and everything we have to offer, <laughs> I just thought of a joke Dustin told me, is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber and do exactly that at vison.com slash subscribe. Now we've got some fun coming up, but I just want to mention again, uh, yeoman's work, not just a Matt Yeoman's work, but a yeoman's job by everybody behind the scenes with the college football guide. Now, those of you that have copped it have let us know you love it. Those of you that haven't got it, what are you waiting on? It's an awesome deal. And remember, when you sign up, if you want picks, we'll do the handicapping for you. You're not just getting the guide for the price. You're getting everything we offer, including like just myriad picks every single day. So go to vcin.com slash subscribe. We got you back here. I'm Patrick Maher, of course, Dustin Sweetelson, Amal Shaw, a.k.a. Millie Vanilli back at the vcin studios. <laughs> Dustin, Dustin said something. Now, again, as we get you back here, realignment is completely taking over the news cycle in college football. You know, will Arizona h- head to the Big 12? What will happen with Washington and Oregon? It looks like they're poised to head to the Big 10. Uh, the ACC is eventually going to implode. You've got Florida State looking elsewhere. And as we went to break, I said something, and Dustin said, you know what, you're right about that. Like, for me, unaffected, I said this is my example because it would be so interesting and just so weird if Michigan had bailed the Big Ten and went to the SEC, or let's even say the ACC. If they had bailed and that was it and nothing else happened, you'd look around like Will Smith, that gif, like with just like where that, what, what, that would be a bigger catastrophe and a bigger story of just like out of nowhere, something singular like that happened. But I'm all with everybody bridge jumping and jumping ship right now. This is kind of like I said, this is the president's. This is the NCAA, that Jenga piece that's kind of dangling there. They pulled it and now all the programs are crashing down. You're absolutely right. And some of these schools that are big institutions, like, for example, Arizona State, it's one of the largest colleges in the country. But from an athletic standpoint, it's not as dominant, but they are in the fifth largest um, populous market in the country. So I think they'll wind up somewhere. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I mentioned earlier Washington State, Oregon State. Unfortunately, they're probably going to be left out in the cold. Could be a team or two in the ACC that I'm leaving out that could potentially wind up in the same or similar scenario. So this would be interesting, and I wonder how long they allow Notre Dame. And by the way, are we still living in the 60s that we allow Notre Dame to sit there and act like we can be independent? Good God, you haven't been relevant in three decades, dude. That good good useless, God, by the way, is the right terminology. Well, listen, that useless <laughs> network that they've been on for so long that nobody gives a damn about NBC. NBC's got one show. Say, Sunday God together is not great, but continue. Sunday Night Football, right? That's the only show NBC has that gets any kind of ratings. But the reality of it is nobody cares about Notre Dame. ESPN, for some reason, has tried to prop us up and believe that Notre Dame is relevant. They haven't been relevant for a long, long time. They hired Ty Willingham, who couldn't coach. They hired Cheeseburger Charlie, who couldn't coach. I mean, it's unbelievable how many people have run that program into the ground, and they treat Notre Dame like they're Alabama over the last 15 years. NBC, ever heard of a little show called Seinfeld? Yeah, exactly. Um, 30 years ago, right on par when Notre Dame was good. (laughs) <laughs> Look at the big guy. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Even BYU gave up their independence. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just so. feel like Amal is just taking all these shots at Ty Willingham, all the first two segments. 
That is correct well, I think because Charlie he's terrible. Weiss was on the sh- wasn't Charlie Weiss on our show? So we would like to say great guest, but not necessarily the greatest coach we've ever seen. Schematic advantage. I thought he was talking about attacking an all-you-can-eat buffet. Schematic Knew that advantage. Was coming. Saw it coming. Easy joke. <laughs> Saw it sitting right hey. there. Everybody could have said it. We let it be. You took advantage. Anything else, big guy? Because listen, I know for. Uh, and we've got breaking news, Alvin Kamara. I'll give you that. Also a 21-16 win for the Browns who ran all over the Jets last night in the Hall of oh Fame game, God. which is unbelievable. We'll discuss that. <laughs> we've got college football. I mentioned the SEC. I'm all fired up about that. Uh, the Big 12 will discuss. Chris Plank's going to join. So plenty to do. I'll let you have the closing word because I, you're, you're literally the one that actually cares about this and takes this to heart today. Yeah, I, I just don't want to hear uh... – you know, when I, when I moved to the South is when I really fell in love with college football. And college football fans used to make fun of me for liking the NFL more at the time. I then turned and joined their side. But they used to say things like, you know, the history and the purity and the rivalries and the right reasons of why these people are out there playing the game. These kids are doing it. And the NFL is just a bunch of rich guys making money. And they don't have the heart that college has. I think we've sucked the heart out of college athletics completely. Now there is nothing left. It is absolutely big business and it is no longer what it used to be. And that's fine, but I don't want to hear about the purity anymore from the people who prefer it over the NFL. Amal Shaw grew up in Michigan, college, South Carolina lived in New York city and now Los Angeles. You know, what's fascinating about that. The only place that college football didn't matter. The biggest city in the world, New York city. Think about that matters. It matters more than anybody thinks out here in Los Angeles. It doesn't compare to Michigan and it certainly doesn't compare to sec country, but nobody. And I'm talking sports talk radio hosts. I worked with in New York city had a clue about college football. Isn't that odd? Well, I think in the Northeast, you look at there were two, really three schools that were prominent in the Northeast in terms of recruiting Boston college, Penn state and Notre Dame. And the reality is you have so many kids that go to Catholic schools and other private schools in the Northeast. They wind up going to BC or ND and it's the professional teams. There's four major cities in the Northeast. You think of Patrick that are more professional towns by a large margin, Boston, New York, Philadelphia, and DC. These are all pro towns. They all four have all professional sports. And when I say the big four and to me in New York, you got to find like a Ohio State, Michigan, UCLA, USC backer bar to be able to find a college football game on a Saturday if you're looking to go somewhere to watch games. It's not like when you go to a bar in the SEC, they got, let me tell you, every SEC game is on when you're in Birmingham. Good start today, boys. I'm liking the vibe on a Friday. We're having some fun. Not necessarily fun for Alvin Kamara as we transition over to the NFL. Brooks Austin, Fan Nation, Director of Recruiting. He's going to join us, talk SEC, coming up in the next segment. But this is the news breaking right now. Rappaport's reporting. Alvin Kamara was suspended three games, Amal Shaw, for violating the personal conduct policy. Remember, he got to fight in Vegas. Kamara pleaded down to a misdemeanor, settled, uh, settled his civil lawsuit. Somebody got paid today, and he said, quote, I was completely wrong, but expectations are high for the Saints, and Kamara, who's a weapon, no doubt, suspended three games. I'll tell you what, I was waiting for this one, and I- I'm really ticked off about this. This is absurd. If you saw what transpired on the video and what happened to the person that would, the, the victim, 
This three-game suspension is an absolute joke. You look at some other players that have been suspended longer for other things. It is mind-boggling to me that Alvin Kamara got only three games, and I cannot believe he was not charged with a felony. A misdemeanor on this is absolutely absurd. The Clark, the Clark County DA should be absolutely embarrassed of themselves for the type of charges that were filed against and what they pled, allowed him to plead to. Patrick, this was an absolute criminal act. If his name was Al, Alvin Smith, he's looking at three to five years in jail. Don't dis <clears throat> pardon me. I don't disagree. The footage is harrowing and dudes get to Vegas and they just can't handle themselves. And this idea, like we've seen it. Who did we see the running back there with the Browns? Uh, we saw the video of him. Of course, this all started with Ray rice where we're starting to see yeah. the footage, but the footage of Kamara was horrific. And the fact that he settled, obviously he paid the victim a lot of money. And so they settled out of court, got uh, down to a misdemeanor, but three games Were you guys were the expectations for you two more than three. I thought it was going to be six and then down to four after an appeal. I like your thinking in terms of how it would have played out. I thought six was going to be the magic number. It seems like, remember Ezekiel, we saw get a six-game suspension. Um, to me, I thought four to six was going to be the number. I would have bet a lot of money it was going to be a minimum of four. There's no way I would have thought they would only go with three games. I, I'm just really shocked by that. Big guy? I, I was wondering if there was going to be a penalty for it taking so long. Obviously, Alvin Kamara is not part of, like, the legal process. Like, he doesn't control that, but – the fact that we had to wait, February 22, this happens. It takes this long, and we don't get an answer till you know, over a year later. Like, I thought maybe because he didn't have anything happen to him last year, he was going to be punished a little bit more. Yeah. So, like you, I thought six games and then an appeal down to four. Three feels really light, especially considering what you guys pointed out. It's like, we saw what happened. Just because it got reduced to a misdemeanor doesn't change what we saw. Patrick, I just want to add real quickly, look, yep. the league, when they negotiated, the NFLPA negotiated with the NFL, they gave Roger Goodell this power. I'm not critical of the power, but the problem is it's so arbitrary in terms of how the punishment is handed down. And I don't understand when you have a severe criminal act, how you choose to only give three games when there's video evidence and there's sufficient evidence. I can appreciate that the, the DA said, fine, we're going to take a misdemeanor plea and the NFL they have uh, punished people more severely in, in situations that don't appear as egregious. How the hell they come up with three games on this one, I will never understand. Good job, boys. When we come back, we're going to go to the SEC. Of course, the College Football Betting Guide, once an hour, all week, every show, VSIN, we're tackling football. Brooks Austin does a great job at Fan Nation, director of recruiting. Dogs Daily as well. So we'll start with Georgia. The path to the 2023 College Football National Championship and the SEC once again runs through Athens. Back-to-back -back champs down in Athens. And Kirby's got a wagon this year. We'll come back and discuss. We continue on a Friday at Sharp Money. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You want to get in on the fantasy action, but sick of managing your roster, sick of player injuries ending your season with best ball on DraftKings. You can get the best of your team all season long. This year, best ball on DraftKings is bigger than ever. $10 million. You saw our stock, right? We're handing money out like crazy. It's guaranteed cash prizes up for grabs for a limited time. You could join DraftKings largest best ball contest ever and get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars. As soon as the draft is finished, act now before the offer expires. Start playing best 
best ball. Download the DraftKings app right now and use the code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P. Enter DraftKings Best Ball Millionaire Contest and Snake Draft for your team of the season. Each week, you'll automatically rack up points from all of your top scores. No ads, no drops, no trades. No, I should have played that guy. No, teams with the most points by the end of the season will have a shot to take home $1 million in top prize. So what are you waiting for? Head over to DraftKings in the app and sign up with the code SHARP. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER, one per customer, opt-in required, $10 entry fee. Bonus issued as $10 DK dollars. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com slash promos for details. Okay, we got you back here. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher on a Friday. As we were just talking realignment, we'll move on from that drama and actually talk some college football. Brooks Austin does a great job. Fan Nation's director of recruiting, also Dogs Daily lead editor at Brooks Austin BA on Twitter. First off, we say hi to you, Brooks. We're going to get to the football. Did you just want to give a thought on all that's happening right now with the drama and realignment? Dude, to hell with realignment. That's the best live read I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you that like nobody's Superstar. First off, the picture is lit that we've got of him. He's got a tank top and some shades on, and he comes out the gate oh, swinging. You, you love to see it. Brooks Austin joining us. Uh, okay. We used to joke on our old show that you could put a fence around the state of Georgia and win some national championships. Well, Kirby is just having a run, dude. Like, two straight. Should be in the running, obviously, for a third state favored in the market at plus 215 national championship. Let's start with an overview. We'll start with the quarterback position and just lay into it, Brooks. What do you got on Georgia? Yeah, I, I think it's pretty clear. that They're not going to name a starter until they Carson Beck runs out with the first team unit um, in, in that over. No, don't tell me it's true. Okay, we'll get him back. We'll get a connection. The guy came out the gate better than anybody in our four months. As a guest. Just hilarious. I love when somebody takes the initiative, has a personality, and entertains. And that's exactly what Brooks did. And then T-Mobile got us, or whoever he's using. Can we get a tower in Georgia? Can we get a tower? Hey, like that's we got okay. We're back. Towers. We got plenty of towers. The problem is too much traffic. I'm sitting on 85 right now, headed to a high school football game. Um, no, you're talking about car, uh, the starting quarterback. I think it's yeah. pretty clear it's going to be Carson Beck. You won't see that. You won't know that. You won't hear that until he r- literally runs out with the first team unit. That's kind of how Kirby does things. But the other way Kirby does things is he allows the old head to lose the job. If, if the guy's going to ultimately lose the job, he has to go out there and do it. You know, he has to play his way out of the opportunity because he rewards those who stick around and pay their dues. And that's exactly what Carson Beck's done in the first three years of his college career. 
Brooks, let's go to the other side of the ball. Georgia's been known for their defense for the last several years, particularly two years ago. Love Malachi Starks and Tyreek Smith back there. Also, when you look at Jamon Dumas-Johnson, I think he's going to be an absolute dude. Who else for you stands out in this Georgia defense? I don't want you to sit there and compare it to two years ago because that was, uh, to me, probably the second-best defense I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but they were elite. How good are they compared to last year, which had a plethora of talent? Yeah, I don't know if they're as elite up front as they have been over the last couple of years. I think they'll be deeper than ever at the defensive back position. But if you just want to talk about, like, superstar power, I think you start with a guy like Michael Williams. He was a five-star football player coming out of high school in Columbus, Georgia. Was like they was one of the guys they knew was going to be elite, was drawing comparisons to Trayvon Walker coming out of high school. He comes in first year, has six and a half, seven sacks as a true freshman. He's going to play like an All-American this year as a sophomore at that defensive end position. But when you look at it, that's like the only true known first-rounder that they kind of got in that, that front line of defense, if you will. The two linebackers, Jamon Dumas-Johnson, you hit it on the head, and Smile Mondon, those are NFL football players. Sneaky little take here. Smile Mondon's going to be the higher drafted. He's got more of the traits. 6'2", 230 pounds, he'll run 4'4 caliber at the NFL combine. He is a freak of nature. That dude ran like 11'3 in the 110 hurdles. If you know anything about track, that's freaky as hell. Um, and then in terms of that defensive backfield, man, you talked about Malachi Starks, a guy like Javon Bullard has just shown up and made plays in every big game. Heck, he's taken home every MVP in the college football playoffs that Stetson Bennett didn't take home. So he kind of was the superstar on the other side of the ball in the big games. Brooks, DraftKings has got the win total for Georgia set at 11 and a half. Where's the loss? Tell me where you find yeah, the loss in that schedule. That's will they lose to uh, Tennessee on the road in Knoxville? I say no because that's like way down the road. We'll kind of know who Tennessee is by that point. Look, Tennessee will either be playing for an opportunity at a national title, right? They'll be almost, uh, they'll be either undefeated or a one loss football team come late November because that game is November 18th, I believe. Um, they'll either be a one-loss team playing for their season, very similar to last year, um, or they'll be a two- or three-loss team because they'll have already gone through the ringer. They'll have already played Alabama. They'll have already played the bulk of their schedule by the time they get to Georgia. Um, Georgia, on the other hand, their only really other test in my eyes on paper is Ole Miss the week before they play Tennessee um, because I think Lane Kiffin has what it's required to, to kind of beat a team like Georgia. If you're going to overcome a, a pretty severe deficit against a football team that you know got a, a really strong defense, you're going to have to be able to run the ball willingly, which they'll be able to do with Judkins. And you have to have the ability to score quickly, which means your offensive coordinator, your play designer, has to be able to design shots. Lane Kiffin's made a career out of that. And you kind of have to have irrational confidence to win on the road in a situation like that. And by God, if that ain't Lane Kiffin, I don't know what is. By the way, when you started to tee up Tennessee, I thought we were talking to Josh Heupel here for a second with one loss or no losses. Look, the only way that Georgia is losing to Tennessee, guys, is if the flight for Delta doesn't take off from Hartsfield-Jackson. <laughs> yeah, you're down. You're, he's down. He's down, Brooks, on Tennessee. Where, where are you overall on that squad this year? Dude, I watched Joe Milton the other day for about an hour and a half. I sat down and watched that Clemson game and uh, just watched every throw he made. He is supremely talented, and when you are supremely talented and playing an offense like Josh Heupel's, they don't make it that hard for you, man. Look to the left and throw a dart, and that's about what he does really, really well. Um, it's about a matter of whether or not when you come up against teams like Georgia, man, they've done the same recipe the last two years against Heupel's offense. They've gone man-to-man -man across the board, put two safeties up in the top of the defense and said, all right, we're going to stop everything you try to do running the game 
are running the ball with five guys in the box because, well, we're Georgia and we're bigger and better than you, and then everybody else is going to guard and cover you. So now quarterback, Tennessee's quarterback, Joe Milton, you know, Hook or whoever it was, for the first time all year, your timing is going to be disrupted. So what are you going to do when pockets start collapsing, bases are a little tighter, and you're not just, hey, that guy's wide open now. Throw it to him. We're playing fast. That's not what Georgia allows offenses like that to do because they have the, the manpower. Literally, it's man-to-man coverage. They have the manpower across the board to cover teams like Tennessee. Brooks, I love Kendall Milton at the tailback position. Love Ra-Ra Thomas coming over from Mississippi State. But if you had to point to a weakness for this team, which unit would it be that you're, you're a little bit concerned with? Uh, interior defensive line. I think Kirby even hit on that this week during his press conferences. They're not super deep at that position. In years past, they've had a guaranteed, like, all right, Jalen Carter's a guy. Third and medium, third and short. Hey, they could run or pass. Doesn't matter. 88's going to win. Years past, same thing. They had Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, Trayvon Walker. They had guys up there, multiple. And they could go deep. They could go three, four guys uh, and rotate it out, stay fresh with bodies that are going to play in the NFL. I don't know if they necessarily have that right now. Um, but, hey, this is what Georgia and Alabama eventually, Alabama was, Georgia's trying to become, right? You have to become a factory. No-name guys have to come in there and have one-year deals where, they, hey, hey, I'm a one-year starter. I started at Georgia, had a big year. I'm a first-round draft pick now. You know, guys like that at Alabama were, were very, very often. They happen very, very often. Absolutely love your vibe. Brooks Austin, lead editor, Dogs Daily. Also, he's got a YouTube channel, which I'll be looking at as soon as the show ends. Make sure you go check him out, support him. The Film Guy Network does a great job at Brooks Austin, BA. Brooks, we'll talk to you during the season, man. Thanks for that. That was great. No doubt. Uncommon energy. We'll see you later. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is, I just got back from a month, and that live read for DraftKings, which, by the way, the contest, the fantasy contest is awesome. But the live read is like Tolstoy wrote it. So I was trying to rush through it so we could give Brooks as much time as possible. And he rightfully so called me out. We've got Kirby defending the Georgia schedule, which will give them all a heart attack next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.
This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Shout to Liz producing on a Friday, Sharp Money. Who's going to win the Heisman? Who's going to be in the college football playoff final four? Which teams will surprise and which teams will disappoint? All of those questions and more can be answered by reading the 2023 VSIN college football betting guide. Heard of it? Detailed team previews, picks, and best bets from our writers, hosts, and DraftKings personalities are just a few clicks away by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Not only will you get the College Football Betting Guide, but you also get our NFL Betting Guide and all-access pass to the daily best bets, picks at a glance from VEASAN shows, and full viewing of our DraftKings betting splits. All the tools. Check out the current offers right now. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay. Great job with Brooks as we welcome you back. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. Kind of this avalanche of realignment has taken over the sports landscape today, but there is some betting that to be done as the college football season inches closer and closer. And the SEC, obviously, always the conference everybody's going to point to. I mentioned Amal Shaw, the path to the 2023 college football national championship and the SEC runs through Athens. I used to joke about that. Dustin knows this. I used to joke about just whenever, whenever South Carolina and Spurrier would get a recruit from the state of Georgia, I was like, don't look at the stars. He's going to be lit like Georgia for its size. I can't think of a state per capita that just doles out better athletes. Can you, I mean, I give you one you go to South Florida, you go to South Florida for it, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Louisiana. That's per, a good one per capita per capita. Yeah. That's a great one. You, yep. You're right. Louisiana. Those two are the best the, in the yeah. country. Yeah. hundred percent. That's a good one. Atlanta's bigger. Um, or excuse me. Uh, George is bigger. Okay. So we talked about, and we're going to get into Bama and we also want to discuss Texas A&M and LSU's boys. If Jaden Daniels does what he does last year, did last year, that defense is freaking loaded and Brian Kelly can coach. So we'll get to LSU. Let's go ahead and quickly throw up the odds to win the SEC. Just an insane number on Georgia at minus 115. You've got Bama at three to one. I like the LSU team. I'm all better than Bama. We'll discuss. You've got LSU to win the SEC at four and a half to one. And then there's that chasm and you're I'm all over Tennessee, not being what many expect them to be. They're tied with a and M at 14 to one to win it. Now I want to get your final thoughts on Georgia yep. before we do. And I think the big guy has this ready. Let's hear from Kirby because you've been hard on him about the scheduling. Now, remember the schedules are made years out, but this is a soft schedule for of course, Georgia this year. And here is Kirby defending Georgia's schedule on a dangerous you know, spot. You think? I mean, his thoughts never even crossed my mind. I mean, is, is, is there any part of that that, that, that I control? No. No. Oof. So I, I can't, I cannot concern myself with any part of that. I mean, all we can do is go out and try to schedule the best we can. And when we scheduled the game with Oklahoma, we, we, we were trying to do that. We're trying to create this this identity of we wanted to play our conference schedule, we wanted to play Georgia Tech, and we wanted to play others. Um, and, you know, we lost out on that because of a, a realignment, I mean, a, you know, reconference, adding teams to the conference, and that, that just <laughs> is what it is. So I certainly don't concern myself with the thoughts of college football playoff committee because I, I don't have any control over it. I feel you, Kirby. When he tripped over realignment, I don't know what, if I call it alignment, realignment. One thing I will say, you saw Kirby, both of you in the video, you think coaching doesn't wear you out? He's 47 years old. I think we look Didn't about look, the same. He looks old, right? I think like, we look about the same. He, but he's got <laughs> yeah. that, uh, you know what he's got, though? He's got the, the southern Justin Bieber hair that looks like a wig almost. Like, it's, like, too perfectly combed. 
That's every dude's haircut in South Carolina. And it goes with a visor. It goes with a visor, khaki shorts, yes. and some dirty loafers. You don't think I know? I was down there. I was down there with my Air Jordans. And people looking at me like I was an alien. Um, Eleven and a half the season win total. Mall. Let's run through this. Two fifteen national championship. That's a national champion. Pardon me. Not even to make the postseason. That's insane. They're minus two fifty to make the playoffs. Georgia. They're minus five hundred to win the SEC East. I mean, that's a shoe win. Um, minus one fifteen conference. Your thoughts. I want, I want to go back to something you said earlier. You from, you're from Michigan. You're a Big Ten guy. I'm a Big Ten homer, but I hate to admit this. Nobody watches the SEC network more than I do. It is the best league. And I think, you know, my criticism of Georgia is only because they're two-time national champions and you'd like to see them play someone in the non-con. The reality of it is Barrett Salee made a great point when he came on our show. He said, look, they're not in control of the fact that the rest of the SEC East is bad. And also their crossover game is Tennessee, which is the only team with a season win total at nine or greater. And so those things are out of their control. They deserve all the accolades they've gotten over the last two years. But Patrick, what I think they benefit most from this year is the week non-conference. They have enough time to ramp up. Tennessee, I believe, is the second to thir- uh, second last week of the season or third last week of the season. So you'll have nine games under your belt or ten games under your belt by the time you play them. This team will get any of the uh, – kind of shortcomings they have corrected by the time you get towards Atlanta, they will be in Atlanta. You can't bet them at 215 to win the national title because I don't think their talent is quite what Alabama was during Alabama's heyday when they won three titles in four years, but they're right there. I wouldn't bet them at 215 to, I would go over the 11 and a half. I don't see a loss on the schedule. Even if Carson Beck, isn't the guy Brock Vandergriff comes in, he'll be able to play. And I think it's probably a little bit closer than maybe we realize, but part of the reason why Kirby smarts smarts, not announcing it is he doesn't want Vandergriff transferring. So to me, I think George is fine. Milton's a tremendous running back. Defensively, we talked about it. I think this team is going to be really, really good, but I don't see a loss on the schedule. And with that being said, there are 10 to 15 teams that can play George's schedule and go undefeated. Did you want to punctuate it, big guy? You know, everyone makes fun of me for all my futures bets. Like, I'm always looking at long shots that I want to add to my portfolio. I so badly want to look at Georgia and find a way to fade them. Can't bet them. And can't bet it. You, you can't bet it, but you certainly can't fade them. You can't think like they're not going to be there in the end. Like I, I've been watching Georgia football since 2003. I actually did not like this program for a long time because I just thought they were just su- such underachievers year after year. Mark Richt just couldn't get this team over the hump. This is the most loaded Georgia team I can ever remember. And Weirdly, it's on the offensive side of the football where I think they're more loaded. There's more names that we know coming back. Like, we can make a case, the tight end Brock Bowers. There's nobody in all of college football. He might better, be the best player yeah, in football. Yeah, better at their position than Brock Bowers is at playing tight end. Like, honestly, like I might take a flyer on him for Heisman. I know it's not going to happen. I know it's impossible. But if he has this absurd year where they just feed him the ball over and over again, maybe he gets invited there to New York at the end. But they've, nah. never, they've never had weapons like this on the offensive side. The only thing that can hold this team back is that they lost Todd Munkin and they replaced him with an old friend Mike, Mike Bobo. Bobo. <laughs> uh, Bobo's a he, he's a buster. Yeah. And by the way, you'll never bet the tight end because he's healthy for Heisman. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> we transition to Bama. Uncharted territory for Saban and Bama. Bested in the SEC West last year, boys, by LSU. 11-2. and two. Correct me if I'm wrong. There are two losses on the road. Tennessee and LSU both were walk-off losses. So it's not like, you know, this was close. Now, they had some close games. I uh, comes to mind Texas A&M is one of them. Their win total is set at 10 and a half. They're going to win 10 games. That's a guarantee for Bama right. this year. We'll get into whether or not they win 11. Three, three 
three to one in conference, six to one for the Natty. Lots of questions. New play callers on both sides of the ball. Bryce Young, Will Anderson, two of the all-time greats there. They gone. And I'll tell you what, maybe the best player on offense last year for them, Jameer Gibbs, is now yes. a Detroit Lion. He's gone as well. Is it going to be Buckner, the transfer from Notre Dame? Is it going to be Jalen Milrow, who is just built? He can push it downfield, but he's not accurate. He's a runner. Or is it going to be Ty Simpson, the big-time star recruit? Let's go ahead and start here, Amal. Well, you mentioned the quarterback position. I think you're looking at Ty Simpson or eventually Jalen Milrow. Buckner, I'm not a fan of. I can't believe they even took him on the roster, but Tommy Reese was familiar with him. Tommy Reese remembers the new offensive coordinator comes in from Notre Dame. Kevin Steele comes in as the defensive coordinator from Florida State for this team. Let's start on the defensive side of the ball very quickly. When you look at this team, it starts with number 15. That's Dallas Turner. He should be a first-team All-American. He's at the Sam linebacker position. He'll be rushing the quarterback. He's an outstanding player. Then in the secondary, when you look at it, Caleb Downs and McKistry, these two guys are absolutely outstanding. They've got pieces there. The question is, can that front four be a Bama front four, what we're used to, which is getting pressure on the quarterback, winding up with a guy with double-digit sacks? That remains to be seen. Offensive side of the ball, J.C. Latham has the potential to be an All-American on the offensive line at the tackle position. Excuse me, he's outstanding. But they only have two returning starters on the O-line. You mentioned the skill positions. Jameer Gibbs was an incredible talent last year. Had a little bit of an injury towards the season, end of the season, but still a great, great player for them. Jermaine Burton in his second year now with the Georgia transfer. Ja'Cory Brooks has got to step up, the res- step up at the receiver position. But I'm going to tell you what we're not talking about with this team where they've been great for a long time. The running back position. I love Jace McClellan. I think he's an absolute dude. You look behind him. They bring in Justice Haynes, the freshman, Richard Young. These are both Big-time guys, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, they all wanted these guys. They wound up in Tuscaloosa. I think this team's in a great position. You mentioned 10 wins, Patrick. If you can get the number, I'm seeing a fluctuation between 10 and 10.5. And I would look at the over. But I'm going to tell you right now, in week two, I will be taking the horns in the seven. I don't know if this team is quite where they're going to be by the time we get to late November. And you mentioned the two losses last year. And this is the one thing I don't like about the Alabama media. Those two losses are not on the players. Those two losses are on St. Nick. The miscarriage calculation of not running the ball on first down and 10 on Rocky Top and then not going for too late in the game in the fourth quarter against LSU. That's why they had two losses. Speaking of Tennessee and Rocky Top, they were penalized 17 times in that game. That is coaching. They were the most penalized team in the nation. That is coaching. Chris Plank, Big 12, next Sharp Money. Good job, boys. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Bring along the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to add a sprinkle of joy to your workday. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.